I really can't say what I'm talking about. I don't I don't know if I'm talking about um living Victoria victoriously, I'm a brevet. But whatever I'm talking about, me because I'm I'm so much. So, what comes to your mind when someone tells you the mountain at all? Because according to me, grammatically it's not correct. My learned friend here, please know. It's not correct when someone says the mountain at all. Because the mountain is the top. So, what comes to your mind when? Himalayas. Bless the mountain on my head. Let me just get. Um, the mountain at the top basically means the activities that go after ascending the mountain. So there's a video I was watching by one of my favorite people in TV, some ninja called John Oliver, and he has he has an episode about the Everest. I encourage you all to go and watch it. He's, he's a good guy. He's, he's very good and very funny. So, John Oliver talks about the whole process of climbing the Everest. And the problem about climbing the Everest right now is people are doing it for a spot. Because, like, we get people who are not even fit. You know, there are two sides there's the Tibet side and the Nepal side. So, the Nepal side is easy to climb because one, the Nepal doesn't impose so much taxation and and the restrictions in going up, but the Tibet side, then you have to do the paperwork stuff. So, everybody wants to have a Mount Everest experience, even some of us here want to climb Everest. I don't know why, but you should try, you should try, you should try. I, you remember when I told you when you get rich, you find new ways to die? That's one of the things that you should do when you get rich. But now that you're not rich, <laughs> so, so, so with with that say, you realize that it has come to a point where by 50% of the people who are climbing the Everest by, by 19, 1989, it's only less than 200 people who have climbed the Everest, but right now it's sky, skyrocketing to almost like 9k people. So you realize it's it's basically not realistic how by 1992 we had less than 200, right now we have like over 9,000 people. That means like this mass production of something. And you know with mass production, then finesse disappears. Like I'll give an example. Um, there's a car that came out that's called Ferrari Inzo. Ferrari Inzo came out for the classics. People who bought five Ferraris, pre-bought five Ferraris. So if you had Ferrari Spider, uh, all those mini cottage and all that, and then they added Karibu Shika Inzo. But the thing about Inzo is that it was handmade. Everything about the Inzo was handmade. So you realize that they can't produce more than 200 pieces of that thing because it's done by hand. So anything that is done by that finesse, it can't be mass produced. So if we have 20,000 kinzos all of a sudden, then that means that kuna standard yake So with that said, you realize that right now as we are speaking, there's a window, I'm here in like 10 days, when you can only climb the average. So within 10 days, you have to climb the highest peak of the Nini of the world and then come back. 
problem with that is, one, as you've all seen, the Everest is not... What was that name of the mountain that water geography has forgotten? It's not that flat top. You get the Alps, you know, the, the Himalayan Alps. So that means there are very many small peaks. So you don't have a section where you can climb. So I have the best place to stand on Everest is the size of two... Um, what do you call this game? Table tennis. Two table tennis tables. That's the size in which you can climb. And then you realize that these are like about 30 people not climbing. So imagine 30 people trying to stand on two table tennis. So that thing is a mess by itself. And then when you get to the top of the mountain, there are things that happen. Oliver, you have that slide. Life at the top of the Everest, there are things that happen. So, life at the top of Everest, there are things that happen. The number one thing is something called the summit fever. The summit fever is the moment when you get at the top, you start having paranoia and you want to go back down. Like, the only conversation you can have is to go down. So, people start rushing, wanting to do whatever they're doing so that they can go back down. The problem with that is ascending a mountain and descending a mountain is almost the same things. And people who have worked with health, you realize that after leg day, going down the stairs is a bigger homework than going up the stairs. True or false? <laughs> is it true or is it false? You're Anyway, so that's, that's the thing. So with that summit fever, you realize that there's a lot of commotion and people start rushing to get out of that place. The reason for that is because, number one, the brain stops working. Like, the brain, the pressure, the brain starts expanding. And then it pressurizes the skull. We know that the skull is the hardest bone in the body, okay, so it can't be crushed. What happens? The brain starts compressing the spinal cord as it melts. Ew. Yes. So your your brain is actually melting. Yes. Life on the top of the Everest. Um, yes. So your brain is melting and it's melting through the spinal cord because it can't crush your skull. And then the third one. Yes. So that's summit fever. And then the other thing that you need to understand is that you guys, the most of you have thirty percent oxygen. And like what you're used to. So you have 30% oxygen. So the body literally lacks oxygen. So it brings a lot of things. Stomach stops digesting. So you know that kind of feeling of like you're feeling like your stomach has done a flip. Yeah, so that feeling is like you feel like your stomach is somewhere like here. And then heart stops pumping blood to the fingers and the toes. You know what that means. Like, and then you know you're supposed to hold those things, you can't. And when your toes are freezing, you can't walk. And then the last is that, I'm, I'm telling you, the brain starts to melt. So, what am I telling you this? It's because of something. No. Please, by all means, go on top of Everest, by all means. By all means, go on top of Everest. But, there's a harder Everest than this. The hardest Everest is something called victory. 
Yes. How many people do you know who became rich? And their brains melted. How many of you? How many of you can't even sleep decently because you got money inside your accounts? Yeah, you don't have oxygen. How many of you don't even know what to eat because you have so much money? Stomach stops digesting. This is the mountain at the top. <laughs> this is the mountain at the top. You get to the top and you have decision. Okay, how many of you in this class have ever had the privilege of being number one in class? <laughs> okay, okay. How many of you have ever had the privilege of being number one in class? What class? Whatever class. Whatever class. Ah, no, the real number one, number one, I'll come come on. I want number one. Who's selling for number one? Make sure number one in your class, you know. I don't tell you you have been number one in class. Yes. Yes, yes, I told you. Flesh and blood has not revealed these things. This is this thing I'm thinking. So, uh, if you have ever become number one, me have never, by the way, seriously, I've never been number one. Me. No, I'm serious. I've never been number one. So, I've been number two throughout my life. Throughout my life, I've been number two. And even in my own house, I've been number two. I have a big bro. He's always taken the top spot of everything. So, I've been number two. So, I've, I know what it means to be number one. The problem with being number one is everybody wants to beat you. Yeah, true. Everybody's looking at you. A story is told of. Okay, let me let me say this story and then we start. A story is told of monkeys on a tree. So this is a tree. Mazema, na pera pana geli kitu na presentation kwa nini? So this is a tree. Sindo like. Okay, this is a tree. Yes. So no, I was excited about the orange walls. People who know me know what orange does to me. So this is a tree. See, look. So there are monkeys all the way from here, and then Nzokuvini, the small monkeys who are going to Nzokuvini, Lord, and then the dogs sit up with you. Don't you nyanya? They sit up with you again. They scan. Those guys. Those guys. They sit here at the top. So the people who are sitting at the top are looking under, and they're seeing these other monkeys who are sitting. They're happy. Look at. Do you think they are happy? So I search was done. Why are the monkeys okuvichi me happy? So one day, these guys at the top ask the monkeys below to get to the top. Okay? And then walk in a chin. And then they realize that the monkeys at the top are frowning and the monkeys at the bottom, including them, are happy. Why? Exactly. They are laughing at the birds at the top. And the monkeys at the top realize that these guys are watching my birds. And then they are laughing at him because that's what they do. So what I'm trying to tell you is when you are at the top, the first thing that people look at is your birds. That's the mountain at the top. <laughs> that's the mountain at the top. Anyway, this is how I was supposed to finish my class. But because I panicked, I finished the class at the beginning. So you're free to go home. You're paying my fees. So I only got twenty slides in minute. So I have a reminder. This is the first slide we go. Uh, let me go before you open that slide. We have some music on the So there is a scripture I want to read for you. It comes from the book of First Corinthians, chapter thirteen. <coughs> In the spirit of Valentine's <laughs> in men's conference. However, I'm not reading from the book of Valentine's. 
coming from the book of the men's conference. Chapter 13, verse 11. When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, reasoned like a child. Now that I have become a man, I'm done with childish ways and I've put them aside. We all, we all want to, to get to a point whereby you make decisions, you know, you, you, are taught, you, you stand to a position where you talk and people listen to you. You, all get to, you want to get to that point whereby you want to be taken serious. You know, especially someone like me. When I, when I panic, I laugh a lot and then I joke most. So, I don't react the same way people want me to react. And then I tell guys, I'm scared, guys are like, you know you have to grow up, this is a serious situation. And yes, that's my serious situation. That's how I react when things are serious. The reason I'm reading this is I have a reminder to all of us. Uh, Oliver Dishazile slide down on page one. Here's slide. That one. So I'm going to teach you biology today. It's just a reminder. The life of an infant when he's newborn, the first thing is crying is the only way of communication. How many of us complain about everything in life? Oh my gosh, I didn't send 10 messages. I'm scared. That's what you do. The second thing is they don't understand what is happening to them or realize that they're a separate person. As a wonderful, they don't know exactly what's going on. You get it. The third thing about them, hey, hey. <laughs> so the third thing is they don't know who's feeding them or who helps them when they cry. Weird. Weird. I look up the hills. But you are a child. You don't even know what to look at. You don't even know you need help. Cry when hungry or tired, but don't know when they're being careful. Can't cry for attention. They can't overwhelmingly because of what they feel inside. Or get at their balance. And then a newborn is not capable of responding to you with any conscious mothers. Literally, in this case, they have their own life. They don't know you, they don't care about you, you do what you do. If you want to care me for the next two months, I'm fine. And the last is, they can feel, but cannot think. So, let's go back to something called purpose, to something called God, to something called yourself. How many of these characteristics define you? So now I'm asking you to answer me. But in relation to God, to your purpose, or to why you've been created, how many of these relate to you? You react to everything, but not why you were created. Let's say you're sitting here and you're, the, you're supposed to be the president of Syria, and you don't care what's happening in Syria, because you're not living in Syria. And you don't care if you have an inheritance in Syria, chances are you don't even know you have an inheritance in Syria. So if guys are going to ban it, like, ah, ban it, I'm good. 
niko kwa bedsita i'm good so this is basically the life of a new body the reason i looked at this is i can't realize we have every single information about things we are supposed to do or things we want to do but none at all about things we are supposed to do and i realize that's why at times when a child is happy he cries because like oh my god this joy is too much what's <laughs> 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 too much like damn i look great <laughs> <laughs> so the reason I'm telling you this is you remember the scripture I read for you when I was a child I thought like a child and I reasoned like a child I didn't think I felt I didn't think I felt the reason why I read that mountain thing is because when you are at the top of the mountain the first instance or the first things that hit you up is feelings your brain is melting Bad. Your brain is melting. But why are we panicking? We don't, we don't even use half our brains. Isn't that the other thing? We're jettisoning. It's fine. So it's fine. It's because now you think, like, now you can think. You don't need that whole thing in a sense to teach one. But we are ex- excessive matter. We are taking it off. And then let's go to the two month old. The two month old kid. Now, this is something weird about them. They are attracted by bright light, <laughs> primary colors, stripes, dots, and patterns. Do not be confirmed any no. to patterns of what? what are the patterns of the world? <laughs> the brightness of New York. The primary colors. Hmm? No, the primary colors. People yeah. love. Yeah, people love reds. You know, like the flowers, isotopes, roses. Stripes and dots and patterns. Trends. What's coming through? Who's, who's who? That's it. And then, this is the next thing. The human face is the first object they recognize. This is the reason why when a two-month kid looks at you and you smile, what do they do back? They smile back. Because what are they focusing on? The human face. The question is, what are we supposed to focus on? We know everything about God except his face. The last thing is, over the first three months, they begin to recognize particular faces and other things, like the teddy bears in their world. So that's the life of an infant. When I was a child, I acted like a child, I thought like a child. But now I'm a grown-up, what do I do? I have to put all these things away and focus on what I'm supposed to do. So, question. I have good news and bad news. Which one should we start with? Good news or bad news? Bad news. Bad news. Bad news. Okay. With starting with bad news, take me to Salomon. It's second. Second Samuel 24. Okay, I'll read it. Like we have a lot of scripture, so I'll go first. It says, Again, the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel, and he moved David against them, saying, Go, number Israel and Judah. Technically, God was answers. 
For the king said to Joab, the captain of the host who was with him, Go now through all the tribes of Israel, from Dan even to Beersheba, and count the people that I may know their number. I love the version of Chronicles. Chronicles says, Go count the army. And Joab said to the king, May the Lord your God add a number hundreds times as many people as they are, and let the eyes of my lord the king see it. But why does my lord king delight in this thing? Have ever been so wrong until your mogi thinks this is not right? Ushaki mke samshara dika kumbia. It's necessary. Ushaki mke samshara So this is exactly because Joab was the army, was the army commander. So the moment when you tell the Joab go do an assessment of how your army looks like, you know, it's like ah, see a prison very figure. You know, he will go and ready to do this. But he goes to a point of asking him the king. Is it necessary? Is it necessary? How many times do you sit down and ask your friends, is it necessary? How many times do you sit down and ask yourself, is it necessary? But the kings who had prevailed against Job and the commanders of the army, so they went to the king's presence to number the Israelites. I'll tell you why he went to count the army. They passed over the Jordan and camped in Arwa on the south side of the city lying in the midst of the ravine of Anon towards Gad, Anon to Jazir. And they came to Gilead and to the land of Jahim Doshi. <laughs> and they came to Danjan, down in the forest and around to Sidon, and came to the stronghold of Tyre and all the cities of the Hivites and the Canaanites. And they went out to the south, the Negev, and of Judah at Bathsheba. So when they had gone through all the land taking the census, they came to Jerusalem at the end of nine months and twenty days. <laughs> and Job gave them the sum of the number of the people to the king. And they were in Israel, eight hundred valiant men. Oh, eight hundred thousand valiant men who drew the sword. And the men of Judah were five hundred thousand who would wield the sword. Lacking David and the Cascrinsavas and the end of Sabuni. <laughs> but David's heart smote him after he had numbered the people. David said to the Lord, I have seen great things what I have done. I beseech you, O Lord, take away the iniquity of your servant, for I have done very foolishly. When David arose in the morning, the word of the Lord came to the prophet God, David's seer, saying, Go and say to David, Thus says the Lord, I hold over you three choices. Select one of them, so I may bring it upon you. So God came to David and told him and said, Shall seven years of famine come to your land? Or will you flee three months before you are pursuing the enemies? Or do you prefer three days of pestilence in your land? Consider and see what answer I shall return to you. Who sent me? So, oh yeah, yes, I continued until 13. So, the reason I'm telling you that is this. David, to this point, he had never lost a war. And he came to that point where he's like, I just want to confirm me from the superpower. <laughs> Let me flex. So on flexing, he goes out to count the men willing sword. Not for food, not for any developmental issue. But he just wanted to go with sword. But the question I just really wanted to put forward is how many times are you so confident about who you are? But not based on who you are, 
faccia la parola ci vuole. A Jokis always said that the smallest guy in the crew looks around and he sees Kona. So big and then I love Chokoza. How many times do you do that? Because someone asked, what's, what's kneeling victorious? What's being the brave heart? Being the brave heart is treating yourself everything that you have. And then saying, I'm enough. Stripping everything. Your phone, your clothes, your wardrobe, your walls, your titles. And then you start and say, I'm enough. How many times do you do that? That's the exact thing that happened. Because this guy went out to come to the army. He went, said, I have 1.3 M, people who can hold the sword really well. But this is the question that comes next. What happens when the biggest issue in your life is not war? Between your swords. How many times do you save for 40 years, 30 million, and God strikes you with that 31 million cancer? So you have to go ahead again and look for another 1 million. You took your savings. So what, what happens after you heal that cancer? You're broke and you are one million shy from people and you don't have a job. What happens next? What happens if you lose your job today? What happens if you lose your name? You go to Wake up in the morning and you find your wife has told your mom, I no longer want to live in Buckingham. Me and Charles, we are living. <laughs> Me and Harry, we are living. We are going to Canada. <laughs> so, what happens when all that happens? Are you still enough? Is God your source of victory? Because if that's the case, then he comes back with three Three choices that he wants you to do. How many years of farming? Seven years of farming. Three years, uh, three months of being chased down by your enemy, or three days of severe disease. What will you choose? I won't tell you which David chose, but what do you think you would have chosen? Keep it at your What would you have taken? You know what David took? He took three days of pestilence. It was so bad God was like, Mazina. Yes, it was so bad God asked me. So, but how did it start? It started with, I just want to flex. How many times do you flex to people who matter to you? Don't drop by the look at you with last. How many times do you think God looks at you and say, Niki kupiga wewe? My mom is to look at me. When you know, I kupiga wewe. So, that's the first case scenario. Can we go to the next? 
Let's go to chances. One. Yes. There. Yeah. Hebrew. So Judges one twenty. Yes, it starts like this. This is Kidogo after they have taken the promised land. And then this is what happens. Hebron was given to Caleb, as Moses said, and he expelled from there three sons of Anak. But the Benjamins did not drive out the Jebusites who inhabited Jerusalem. The Jebusites dwell with the Benjamins in Jerusalem to this day. The house of Joseph also went up against Bethel, and the Lord was with them. And the house of Joseph was sent to spy out Bethel. The name of the city formerly had been loose. And the spies saw a man coming out of the city, and they said to him, Show us, we pray you, the way into the city, and we will show you mercy. When he showed them the entrance to the city, they swore the city with sword, but they let the man and all his family go. And the man went into the land of the Hittites and built a city called, and he called it Luz, which is its name to this day. Neither did Manasseh drive out the inhabitants of Bethshean and its villagers, or of Tanakh, or Do, or Iblem, or Megiddo, and their villages, but the Canaanites remained in that land. When Israel became strong, they put the Canaanites to forced labor, but did not utterly drive them out. Neither did Ephraim drive out the Canaanites who dwelt in Giza, but the, the Canaanites dwelt in Giza amongst them. Neither did Zebulun drive out the inhabitants of Kitron or of Nahadol, but the Canaanites dwelt among them and were put to forced labor. Before we continue, what was the law? What was the commandment? The command when they were told to go in? What was the command? Clear. Format. Hard, hard format. Yes. Neither did Asher drive out the inhabitants of Akko or of Sidon or of Alab or of Akzib or of Hibla or of Afik or of Riho. Like technically these guys were told to go fight, but what did they do? They went to make alliances. But the Asherites dwelt among the Canaanites. Like Mona, even the guys who are free labor, free pass, what a free pass in Semungin. Right? Like the meme game, you know how the meme game goes. Neighbor meme one, what a phone, neighbor meme one, what a phone, neighbor meme. So, all of a sudden, your whole timeline is full of memes, and then you don't know who to ask. So, this is the same thing that's happening here. You know, since you get Canaanites, and then all of a sudden, you have Jebusite Sapa, Hittites, Skintites, Mexican, all those guys, all of a sudden, they are there. So, so, neither. Focus, focus. Neither did Naphtali drive out the inhabitants of Beth Shemesh or of Beth Anath, but dwelt amongst the Canaanites, the inhabitants of the land, the, in, the inhabitants of the land. But the inhabitants of Beth Shemesh and of Beth Anath be, became subject to forced labor of them. The Amorites forced the Danites back into the hill country, for they would not allow them to come down into the plain. The Amorites remained fixed in Mount Heas, the mountain of the sun in Aizalon and in Shalbim, yet the hand of the house of Joseph prevailed so that they became subject to forced labor. And the border of the Amorites was from the accent of Akrim and Akrabim from the rock cellar and onwards. Let's continue. Now the angel of the Lord went up from Gilgal to Bokim and he said, I brought you up from Egypt and I've brought you to the land which I swore to give your fathers. And I said, I will never break my covenant with you 
and he shall make no covenant, no covenant with the inhabitants of this land, but you shall break down their altars. But you have not obeyed my voice. You have done this. So now I say, I will not drive them out from before you, but they shall be as thorns on your side, and their gods shall be a snare to you. When the angel of the Lord spoke this word to all the Israelites, the people lifted up their voice and wept. Yeah, right. They named that place Bokim, weepers, and they sacrificed there to the Lord. Let's continue. And then Joshua had let the people go. The Israelites went every man to his inheritance and to possession of the land of his land. And the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua. Not all their days, all the days of Joshua. And all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua, who had seen all the great works of the Lord which he did for Israel. And Joshua, son of Nun, the servant of God, died being 110 years old. And they buried him within the boundaries of his inheritance in Timothy in the hill country of Ephraim, north of Montgomery. Let me let me let something before we continue. You realize that we're having a generation of people who respond to the elder. Okay? What am I trying to say? This guy grew up looking at Joshua being wouldn't say. Okay? So they were like, Mungu wa Joshua. Mazi hata kumaliza. Mungu wa Mungu hata kumaliza. And then, when Joshua dies, what happens? They go back to their old ways. This is the question I really wanted to ask. Is there that point of authority in your life which, when it's not there, your ratchet just shows up? Because <laughs> <laughs> hmm? you realize, what's the ways of a child? The ways of a child is, let's act right because mom is coming. Okay? Or, don't say that mom is listening. True or false? That's how we used to do it. We used to fight Chinyamaji because mom is watching, and then if mom goes, ah, hell broke loose, we're big and we hear each other, mom comes, we're like, mm, happy family. That's the ways of a child. What I'm trying to show you is, as much as these guys thought not of the Lord of Israel, not of our Lord, but their Lord. This was the outcome. Stop looking at these verses as people. Look at it as compromise you make in life. How many times you just sleep in a little bit of laziness? Let's not even talk about CGE. How many times do you just sleep in a little bit of laziness? Laxity. Like, we were supposed to design something so nice. It was supposed to be square in shape and then <laughs> this. <laughs> How many times? How many times is it too hard that you like it's never that serious? How many times? I asked someone, how many things do you hold dear in your life? But then the poisons that are killing you inside. Have you asked yourself that? You know, this thing is that thing. I can't live without this thing. However, it's the thing that kills you every single day of your life. This is it. Number one, you force labor people in their place. Let me tell you the story. I grew up in Kibitsha. So, 
and served the Baals. They forsook the Lord, the God of their ancestors who had brought them out of Egypt. They followed and worshipped various gods of the people around them. They arose the Lord's anger because they forsook him and served Baal and Ashtoreth. In his anger against Israel, Lord gave them into the hands of the raiders who plundered them. He sold them into the hands of their enemies all around whom they were no longer able to resist. Who are their enemies? Who are their enemies? <coughs> They're slaves. They're slaves. They're slaves. And then they say, hands of raiders who plundered them. Who again are the raiders? Same slaves. Because you can't steal what is yours. Um, who they were no longer able to resist because they were sitting on their land. Whenever Israel went out to fight, the hand of the Lord was against them to defeat was against them to defeat them. Just as he had sworn to them, they were in great distress. Then the Lord raised up judges who saved them out of the hands of these raiders. Yet they would not listen to their judges, but they prostituted themselves to other gods and worshipped them. They quickly turned from the ways of their ancestors who had been obedient to the Lord's command. Whenever the Lord raised up a judge for them, he was with the judge and saved them out of the hands of their enemies as long as the judge lived. For the Lord relented because of their groaning under those who oppressed and afflicted them. But when the judges, the judge died, the people turned to ways even more corrupt than those of their ancestors following other gods and serving and worshipping them. They refused to give up their evil practices and stubborn ways. And, uh, and their ancestors are not listened to me. Um, therefore, yeah, therefore the Lord was very angry with Israel and he said, because this nation has violated the covenant I ordained for their ancestors and had not listened to me, I will always give them, meaning I will not drive out these this families, out, this, these people out of that land. I will let them live there until the days of their lives. What I'm trying to say is this. When you grow up, like, let me tell you the joy of being of Live in your mom's house. The joy of moving out of your mom's house is you can use upper fresh instead of Colgate. You know, like you won't buy that two percent. You know, like you have the liberty of buying things that you always wished for, and you have the liberty of sleeping hungry without causing beef. So you know, you realize you become a very separate entity from everyone. Okay, you can choose when to go home, when not to go home, what to buy, what to wear. You get. But apart from all that. There's the other side. Uh, you can choose how to save or how not to. You can choose to pay rent or not. And there are repercussions to that. True offense. You can choose to wake up and go to work. You can choose to sleep. Remember the days when if you were lucky enough to start working, when you're living under your forest, you remember anytime you will not be awake by 5.30, you'll be like, what do you guys do? So I don't know. Mom could leave. So you you, you you get you get such like you always have to announce your leave days prior before we go So for that you realize as soon as you move out of your mom's house, the only alarm, which you can easily snooze or switch off and go back to bed. Okay, you can choose to continue in the ways in which your mom and your dad chose taught you. Or can choose to start a whole journey all together. What you realize about this is we have a generation of people who observe their elders what they did, but they didn't understand what were the standards or to what ends were these elders moving. The other day I learned 
about uh, righteous man does what? Leaves an inheritance for his children and his children's children. True or false? What is an inheritance? Inheritance is a mean of staying alive or a mean of bailing out the other generation. The problem with us is we've been taught that inheritance is all about the cash. No, it's about so many other things. Okay? Do your children believe in what you believe? Do your children understand what you understand? Like I'll give you an example. Growing up as African children, we were so proud telling people, imagine my parents were the best, we never saw them fight. True or false? See what most of us say. Mm-hmm. And if you saw your mom and dad fighting, and then right now we have things called relationships. Okay? And you have a whole generation over there which you don't understand what they are talking about. And you're supposed to live together. I'm not against the men's conference, but do you think the men's conference is a result of our inability to handle conflicts with the female side? Do you think do you think that's the reason? Do you think our parents did not show us how to make peace or how to live with the other gender and how to exercise our power? Do you think the rise of slave queens and socialites is because all our parents ever taught us was do go get the money? And once you have the cash, she will respect and do everything for you. But you think they were only told the only time when they saw their parents pray was in the time of the war. Because if you look at the ancient people, the Vikings and all that, the only time when they made solemn sacrifices in front of everyone was in front of the was when there was war. But during during harvest, they would go drink up and make merry, even if they were praying when they were making merry. No one knew that this was a prayer. But the moment when the prayer came to a form of like this is a time of need, we need God. It was during the time of distress. Don't you think this practice will continue with it until now? Yeah. Who we are? We only pray to God when there's distress. The only face of God you know is God my Redeemer, the Savior. That's the only face we know. Don't you think that's the problem? And this is the exact thing that was happening. This is a generation of people who only looked for God. Or not what happened. But when they were winning, what were they doing? They were enslaving the other people. Now that's the bad news. Can we go to the good news? Let's go to the book of Nehemiah chapter 1. Yes. So it goes like this. The words of the words or story of Nehemiah, son of Hakeliah. Now in the month of Shislev, in the 20th year of the Persian king, as I was in the castle of Shushan, Hanani, one of my kinsmen, came with certain men from Judah, and I asked them about the surviving Jews who had escaped exile and about Jerusalem. This guy, where does he live? Where does he live? In exile, but where? In the castle. Okay? He's living right next to the king. 
Oh, let me tell you something. One lesson I learned is there's something called the throne room. The throne room means people who are very close to the throne room have way more balance in life than people away from the throne room. Like, for example, my chef was a baby. Oh, my chef, as a king, can influence me to chop off the head of the army commander who doesn't live there. True or false? You get what I mean? Like, okay, okay, let me come to our own terms. Last goal I'm gonna find and I determine to turn a cool. So come on, bonus can do a last goal That's what I'm talking about. That's the throne thing. So this guy was right next to the king. He was the king's cup bearer. He used to test the wine of the king before the king does it. So be like, chocolate and that <laughs> This is bad. So, this is that guy. And then, so he says, and they say to me, the remnant, uh, and I asked them about the surviving Jews who had escaped exile and about Jerusalem. There was a raid over there. So, understand this guy is excellent as a slave. He's an excellent slave. So we are talking about normal people in high places. So, so, and then he said to me, the remnant there in the province who escaped exile are in great trouble and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its fortified gates are destroyed by fire. When I heard this, I sat down and wept and mourned for days and fasted and prayed before God of heaven. Wait. Wait. Nini mefanika? The walls in Jerusalem where you were taken exile. Some guys you don't know at Shida. Where do you live? The castle. What is your profession? Testing wine. Testing, call it as it is. Testing wine. That's your profession. Was it cut a day to you? I love when I hear your you. How many do we see like that? This is the true definition of Kulia Kwajitroma. <laughs> so, why would you cry in a Nijroma when you are in a Nijroma towards the other? Do people even cry? Kuna films that you can't even cry in a Nijroma. You can't! Anyway, back to normal. So, this is what I'm trying to tell you. Is a guy who surpassed title, who surpassed Pleasure and who's a past pleasure and convenience for the love of his people. This is where it started. How many times are you broken? How many times is your heart broken? Seated in your biggest car when some guy is walking inside. How many times does it break your heart when you are on the squad you can afford meals? Worth 800. And you have like four guys who can't eat at all. Does it break your heart? Can I tell you what someone said? How can people miss 300 shillings? Someone told me that. And I'm like, those are two statements of the same one. Like, those, are two, those are two sentences. Answer, how can someone miss so? I love when they say that. Like many of people who go with Mr. Hundred. But this case, like, how can you miss 100 cheese? 300 cheese. How many times do you get yourself asking the same 
Yeah, maybe, maybe cash is cheap. You get, like I said, when you're at the top, cash is none of your priorities. You'll pay anything to get to the bottom. So let's not talk, talk about cash. How many times do you have so much knowledge that you look at the people on there and you're like, come to yeah, how many, how many times do we call our brothers Koreans? <laughs> how many times do you check up on them? <coughs> how many times do you check up on them? Because this is the exact thing. Check it. See to Rihikwa, our Kahema. It's like in school, you organize a strike. <laughs> and then, Msemanya Lavendezo speka Keshia. And then, Okabamwa. Do you care about that guy? Do you cry about that guy? To mistake your word, but I be. Hey, hallelujah. <laughs> How many times do you do that? <laughs> this is the thing. And when and I said, hey, this is prayers. And I say, O Lord God of heaven, the great and terrible God, who keeps covenant, loving kindness, mercy for those who love him and keep his command. Okay? Romans 8 it. Let your ear now be attentive and your eyes open to listen to the prayer of your servant, which I pray before you day and night for the Israelites, your sons, confessing the sins of the Israelites, which here we have sinned against you. Let me tell you, allow me to say this. Guys, it's Black History Month. Proud to be black. Okay? But can I learn something? Let go of slavery. That's the only way that will progress. This is a guy who's been defying God in exile. This is a guy who has every right to be bitter. But what is he, what is he saying? Confessing the sin of us, Israelites. How many of us sit down and say, we blacks have an issue? Was sinful. No, I can't. Those guys messed us up. Because <laughs> the people who know me know me, I'm quote unquote racist. Because <laughs> there's no day that I'll just blame me. I'll be like, colonization. Yes, no, some of that. That's like an education system, colonization. <laughs> Food, colonization. <laughs> the way you dress, colonization. But ah, this new thing, sir. This is colonization Coca-Cola, no, not colonization. You see, like you want to have the best of them, but the things that you deem bad, you want to blame, blame it on them. But look at this guy. This is a slave. Or say, slave. This is a slave. And he said, yes, I and my father's house have sinned. We have acted very corruptly against you and have not kept the commandments, statutes, and ordinances which you commanded your servants, Moses. Remember us, or remember... Wait, I, if you transgress and are unfaithful, I will. Am I in the same place? Number eight. Yes. Remember what you commanded your servant Moses. If you transgress and are unfaithful, I will scatter you abroad amongst many nations. We should. Abroad. <laughs> <laughs> but if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them, though your outcasts were in the farthest parts of the heaven, the expanse of outer space, Yet I will gather them from there and I will bring them to the place which I have chosen to set my name. Guys, read friends, stop cutting us out. <laughs> That's not blessing. <coughs> That's not blessing. 
What has, what? Listen, if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them, though you are outcasts who are in the farthest part of the heaven, the expanse of outer space, yet I will gather them from there and I will bring them to the place which I have chosen to set my name. Or rather, to set a name. What is this Christianity you are doing? Of whom say is not right for me. What is, what is going on? Look, this is what is called a prayer. Now these are your servants and your people whom you have redeemed by your great power and by your strong hand. Redeemed in exile. Oh Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and the prayer of your servants who delight and revere and fear your name, your nature and attributes and prosper. I pray you, you servant this day and grant him mercy in the sight of man. For I was cupbearer to the king. How many of us pray for our employment? Or you're playing you are you're praying for doing your own thing. I can't wait to do my own thing. This is the place you say Yeah. <laughs> Let's continue. I said still that in the month of Nisan, oh, hey, what's Hey, So, between Shivren, they call it Kiv, the month of Kiv, and the month of Ugo, next Ugo, the month of Nisan, is five months. This guy, it's five months, actually, 29 days, 29 days, 29 days, 29 days, 29 days, if it's five months. In the 20th year of King Atexas, when wine was before him, I took up the wine and gave it to the king. Now I have not been sad before in his presence. When did he cry? Five months ago. Relatively illustrating. Five months later. Why? Why? Time. Hmm? Why? Why him grieve for five after five months? So the king said to me, Why do you look sad since you are not sick? Okay. This is nothing but sorrow of the heart. Then I was very much afraid. I remember you are sick and then <laughs> Okay. I'm sorry, let me use this example. There are times in employment where you you, you faint sickness. <laughs> The weekend was so hard. And then more you did die that weekend. So what do you do? You don't go to the office. What do you say? I was sick. Shanta can't relate. Who say what from Konyubake? So I was sick. So two days later, what happens? <laughs> so so this is the exact thing that is happening. Like check it to the cola was in Gonjo. So I was very much afraid, like, okay, so this guy technically has said something that I was supposed to say. And said to the king, let the king live forever. Why should I not be sad faced when the city with the place of my father's eo lies west and its fortified gates are consumed by fire? The king said to me, For what do you ask? So I prayed to the God of heaven and I said to him, the king, Someone's giving me God help me. Yeah. And I said to him, if it pleases the king and if your servant was, has found favor in your sight, I ask that you will send me to Judah 
to the city of my fathers hiyo kitu that I may rebuild it <laughs> that's something like my fathers people hebu nisaidie nini nikifanya research wao wanaiku kama so hapo vini msanta bana try kuni nini Oliver anakuona msanta Oliver ni sawa then the king beside whom the queen was sitting Ask me how long will you will your journey take and when will you return? Okay. Nini nimba? Madam ndani yuko sawa. Nikusaidiaje? Fanya kitu. Cheza kaa ya. Cheza tukaa. Fanya kitu. Tuma fanya. So the king whom the queen was seated was, was whom the queen was sitting beside ask me how long will your journey take and when will you return that means there was some unsaid conversation somewhere there because it says eventually so it pleased him to send me and i sent him a time hmm. business plans people not a businessman was a businessman Hey, I'm not a businessman. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you 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 know how to do your own thing. You know how to do your own thing. <laughs> Business plan people. There's a time there's a time I had there's a time I had a sit down with um a very influential person. And he gave me his number. I know what he told me. He told me I'll advise you something. Don't call me to ask for pizza. Stay with this number for with this number for as long as 20 years. I'll come you some something so it. I'll be it. The wall has been broken down. But he's living in pizza. Because he's living in the palace. Technically, he's well fed. He has some nice house. Um he can't be attacked. He's okay. He's okay. He's middle class Kenyan. Allow me to allow me to talk it. This is Kilimanjaro type guy. This is Kilimanjaro guy. If he had a wife, I'll go Kilimanjaro mom. This is that guy. Okay? Our talk on shida. He can afford Uber, he can get a car. He has access to loan. Eh nini? So you know those things are on Wi-Fi. The magic work in a car. I get the hotels. So the question I'm asking is presented with all this comfort. Can you think beyond that? Can you think beyond all this comfort? Can you? Like so what? So what? Ah, do you want to be comfortable? Last I checked, I earned two hundred and forty thousand after tax. In fact, move to me, move to me, hostess. Ati, imagine it, chafu. Ile a supermarket ni mbaya. Umesi hospital ni nasi zomba strike. Mero ni hospital ni kosa. Ah, wale ostriki. Do you care? Does it does it matter to you? Because if it mattered to you, you would claim it. You won't time it. The beauty of this guy is he's lived with the king long enough to know the communication to a king. Guys, I hear I hear guys talking about how oh, yeah, to not catch the ball, what's key your president? That guy is still king. He can change your life in a snap. This guy will stand on the corners, on the corners that you'll be beaten. 
What is the communication the president needs? They are low caste. How can you tackle it? Don't tell me old age. There's hunger in Kenya. How can you tackle that? If you start that conversation, you don't have you don't have even to, to do advertisement. If some other guy, 12 years old or something, he says he's a preacher that he can't come to your church if you have less than 300 people. Na nagetea time. Wemo nyoneza katulisha. Utakusaya time. You won't meet the king. The problem with us is we can't take five months to do a business plan. We want today, end month, the salary is in, good parties. We We are fine. I have bright minds. My own friends, people I grew up looking up at, who are soccer coaches in the US. You know, soccer coach Ford and Eastwood. Seriously? Seriously? With all this, you're seated next to the king. Why don't you ask a box of pizza? Steal it or something like Do it. Let's continue. Also, I say to the king, if it pleases the king, let the letters be given to me for the governor beyond the Euphrates River, that they will let me pass through Judah. Guys, in your business plan, what are the certificates that you're supposed to have? The same questions Mark was asking. What research have you done? Like, what are the statutories? What are the extra mini? What are the extras? Even your own CV. Do people write CV? I'm a baron and can only get to plane in your twenties for form four. How does your resume look like? This guy has known if from here to Euphrates I have to have a visa. He has it. What is he? One test. One test. What is one test? And a letter to Asaf, keeper of the king's forest or park, that he may give me timber to make beams for the gates of the fortresses of the temple and for the city walls and for the house that I shall occupy. And the king granted what I asked for the good hand of God was upon me. It's not about the good hand of God. This is wisdom. And that was a news from good hand. In Ulim Semonyadi and Ajua, Maongap is the Yawa gate. When you notice in 2020, Muko Uko. Even see what you're doing, you're not going to be able to do it. You're not going to be able to do it. You're not going to be able to do it. You're not going to be able to do it. You're not going to be able to do when will we learn? Look at this guy. This is a capella. He even knows how many timber he will be getting from that forest. He knows that the forest is in Awenyewe. Then I came to the governors beyond river, beyond the river and gave them the king's letters. Now the king has sent captains of the army and horsemen with me. Let's go home. I met my name? Captains. Capbera. He's commanding what? Captains. 
This guy has an army on his back. Is there any other higher calling? Do you guys even know what the army says? <laughs> <laughs> what was the best vocabulary that we ever said after our nervous? Replying to our nervous. Think about it, man. Like, what is that day when you sat down and you said, I'm called to the nation, I'm polishing my language? You see, we're not picking up the friends. Now this is the mountain. See, pray for the king. See, to my man's king, you are king in Misha. So, how do we do that? How do we build above the mountain? Because I told you there are two things. The first thing is let's celebrate the mountain top. But you know the problem with the mountain top? You can't live there alone. <coughs> you can't. But can I surprise you? Do you know why Kenyans are the best athletes? Huh? No. No. Kenyans are the best athletes. Why? Because the area where they train, they train at an oxygen concentration of almost less than 44%. These guys need half the oxygen you need. What I'm trying to tell you is you actually can live on the mountains. You can't. Where do Eskimos live? In the same, in the same condition. In the US, like when winter shows up and all that, do guys move out to Lenny Africa? <laughs> so that means you technically can live in this in these conditions. But what's the problem? <coughs> Preparedness. Your body responds to how much preparedness you have. Your body does the same. If you stand next to these lights long enough, you get used to it. My eyes is accustomed to it. Like in Kanje, so it's an chap. Your body is used to it. That's the beauty of the human body. Adaptation. Yes. How do you train? Yours. Look at this guy, he's a cupbearer, sat down with the king. He's listened to this guy talk about king conversation. There's a company starting called Twitter. What are you going to do? Use 160 words to change the word. How? Tesla will not use fossil anymore. Dubai is moving away from, from fossil, yet their biggest export, export is what? Is oil. They're like, I. In the next, it's, it's, it's programmed, like I think in the next 80 to 120 years, the world will no longer be using oil. How much oil can you make by selling oil in 180 years, 120 years? So much. They've seen 100 years. They're moving away from fossil. They're making Dubai the capital of the world or whatever for business, not oil. You, what are you planning for 10 days? <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing, because the moment when you have a plan, the moment when you have a plan beyond 10 days, or the moment you have a plan beyond 30 days, or New Year's, 
In your 30 days, you will not lie about men's conference. Talk on a dog, like a demi court. You call it soto. So, anyway, that's what I'm trying to tell. We make so much excuses. They are so cool. They are trends. We're making money out of excuses. We have so many people showing us how they live. How they live as of me and my house. But Kenya needs that expertise on a major level. Do they show up? No. Why? They are fine. They can afford a photographer and they can afford a good house. And maybe video. Reality show. <laughs> I passed over to the fountain gate to the king's pool and there was no place for the beast that, oh wait, when Sadbalak the horror night and Tobiah the servant of the Ammonite had this, it distressed them exceedingly that a man had come to inquire for and require the good and prosperity of the Israelites. You really wanted to know what that tells us? So I came to Jerusalem and had been there for three days. Then I arose in the night. Sangapi? And a few men with me, and I told no one what God had put in my heart to do for Jerusalem. No beast was with me except for one I rode. Uh, I went out by night by the valley gates. Uh, I went out by night by the valley gates towards the dragon well and to the dung gate and inspected the walls of Jerusalem, which were broken down and its gate which had been destroyed by fire. I passed over to the fountain gate and the king's pool, but there was no place for the beast that was under me to pass. So I went up to the brook of Kindron in the night. You remember the brook of Kindron? Elijah. In the night, and inspected the wall. Then I turned back and entered the city by the valley gate, and so returned. And the magistrate knew not where I went or what I did. Uh, nor had I yet told the Jews, the priests, the nobles, the official, or the rest who did the work. Imagine him Bado, ideas out So far, ideas how Jerusalem lies in ruins and its gates were burnt with fire. Come, let's build up the wall of Jerusalem that we may no longer be a disgrace. Then I told them of the hand my God, which was the hand of my God, which was upon me for good, and also for the words that the king had spoken to me. And they said, Let us rise and rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for the good work. But when Sanballat and Horonite and Tobiah, the servant of the Harmonite, and Geshem the Arab, heard of this, they laughed us to scorn and despised us and said, what is this thing you're doing? Will you rebel against the king? So I answered them, the God of heaven will prosper us. Therefore, we, we his servant, will arise and build. You have no portion or right or memorial in Jerusalem. Let me tell you something. I came to like the one best thing about critics. Can I tell you? They don't know. You, you rebel against who? Who do I rebel against? Who sent me? So who knows here? You rebel against who? Who sent me? And then Balota here. It's hard. The king sent you. Aye. Me, I wonder why this guy didn't give him give him some few slaps. Me have the army with me that just teach them something, show the movie. But anyway. So let's continue. That's, the, that's Nehemiah. Technically, I was just telling you the scope of work that Nehemiah was supposed to do. Uh, give me a few more minutes, I'll get to the bottom of this. So, this is the scope of work. And then let's go. It wasn't an easy ride for Nehemiah. 
Like one thing people want, need to understand is the fact that you are sent by the king does not mean that the weather is even you good. You remember this? There's a very old book called Samzu. At of At of all, the first thing it says it's you need to understand the dynamics of war. You get the environment, the enemy, the climate, yourself. You get so. Technically, it was telling you the places where you need to go or how you need to approach war and all that. The moment when you know about the terrain, uh, which one was easy? Fighting downwards or fighting upwards? Fighting, fighting downwards. So when you do that, you would camp on that side. So when you camp on that side, these are the guys you have to do. Okay? And then, the best, the best time again is when you want to wage war, you go during the rainy time and then you camp upwards. So what when you are you know they can't climb water slide one book and then So you know these are the things. These are the things that this guy did. But the problem about it is no matter how much you're skilled in the war, it comes with its own fair share of challenge. Okay? And the moment when God calls you, God doesn't call you to come and cut a day. Okay? God calls you basically to come and solve a problem. And for you to solve a problem, the problem needs to eat you up. The problem needs to be a thorn in your flesh to a point where you're like, hey, I need to do something here. So let's continue. This is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. So it says, now there arose a great cry of the poor. They are trying to talk about a realization that happened. Now there arose a great cry of the poor, people and of their wives driven to borrowing against their Jewish brethren, the fool could afford to lend. Does that look familiar? It sounds familiar. For some say, well, our sons and daughters are many, therefore allow us to take grain that we may eat and live. If we are not given grain, let us take it. <coughs> uh, also, also some say, we are mortgaging our lands, vineyards and houses to buy grain because of the scarcity. Others say, we have borrowed money on our fields and vineyards to pay the Persian king's heavy tax. Although our flesh is the same as that of our brethren and our children are as, their, as theirs, yet we are forced to sell our children as slaves. Some of our daughters have already been thus sold and we are powerless to redeem them, for others have our land and vineyards. Uh, so, 1 to 5, it, it generally talks about the issues that these guys are going through. You know, it was a recession and you remember these guys were attacked. And any moment when there's a CAK, the people who are taken is the soldiers. Okay, they want to get the people who we can convert to become our hands on the other side. So they never took, they never take the weak, they never take the Onyawajiezi, want people who can farm. And these same guys are the ones who are responsible of providing food. Okay, so you understand technically what's, what's happening here? Like, these are people who are, number one, weak, very powerless. Like they can't defend themselves because their defenders are gone. So it's it's a very desperate situation. So whatever they have is less. Defense and protection is less. The land you can't produce it because import labor. And then now you, your your children, wives and children, you'll be forced to go and palidia or Go be made servants. Because you don't have these guys. 
So respect your boy child. You will need them one of these days. So, so Nehemiah, Nehemiah was very angry when I heard the cry of these words. I thought it over and then rebuked the nobles officials. The nobles and officials. This guy literally had favor. This guy literally had favor to rebuke officials. You're just there for three days. And then I can come to when you make up for 10 years, they reach a strategy too far. How? I said to them, we according to our ability have bought back our Jewish brethren who are sold to the nations, but will you even sell your brethren that they may be sold at, they may be sold to us? Remember the same thing I was telling you? Like you make slaves and slaves make slaves. So this is the exact thing they are doing. They they sell their children and then the children to whoever they sell it to sells it back to us. So it was more of like a joke I say, uh, when when I become rich and sell my children, my cars. So you know, you know the weird thing about that is, I'll be buying my own cards because you're person and I'm young. So at the that you don't allowance, young. So you're a ticket you can put your allowance or get a funny to your guy. So after ten months, I end up as such a guy. But technically, it's my money. So this is the exact thing that is happening. Like this guy is paying his slave, and then his slave and a kulipa uyu, and then we are like ten. So that's how they do it. Like it's a sealed deal that money doesn't leave their presence. That's the exact thing that is happening. And then. Also, I said, what are you doing? What you're doing is not good. Should you not walk in fear of our God to prevent the tauntings and reproach of our na- of our nations, our enemies? I, my brethren, my brethren and my servants are lending them money and grain. Let us stop this forbidden interest. Return this, return to this very day to them their fields, vineyards, olive groves, olive groves, and houses, and also a hundred of all the money, grain, new wine, and oil that you have extracted from them. That's a whole new scripture by itself, but in South Shiruka. Then they said, We will restore this and require nothing from them. We will do as you say. Then I called the priests and took an oath of the lenders that they will do according to it. This promise. I shook out my lap and said, May God shake them, shake out every man from his house and from the exercise from the exercise and fruit of his labor, who does not keep this promise? So may he be shaken out and emptied. All of the assembly said, Amen, and praise the Lord, and the people did according to this promise. Praise the Lord for losing money. Mm-hmm. Uh, also in the 12 years after I, I was... Uh, okay, 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 okay. Also in the 12 years after I was... Appointed to be? Yeah. From what? Let's drink to that. <laughs> hey, from to how? Hmm? I connection. I connection. Let's read forward and question why. To be to be gov- to be the governor in Judah from the twentieth to the thirty second year of King Atexas. Neither I nor my king ate the food allowed to me, the governor. Okay. But the former governors, the former governors lived at the expense of the people and took from them food and wine beside 40 shekels of silver, a large monthly official salary. Yes, even the servants assumed authority over the people. But I did not because my reverence and fear of God. That's exactly what's happening. Like, this guy was so blunt to the point whereby his own people, his servants, thought they were kings now. 
They will do whatever they will do to you. Sounds familiar? Overlapping. Aya. <laughs> Uh, I also held fast to the work of these walls and we bought no land. Bought no land. Akuna 60 by 80. And all my servants were gathered there for the work, and there were at my table 150 Jews and officials beside those who came to us from the nation about us. Every day, every day, 150 people on his table, yet he's not eating the king's food. You have food in the army? Where's the food coming from? Now this was prepared for each day. One ox, six chance sheep, also fowls were prepared for me, and once in ten days a store of all sorts of wine. Hey! Yet for all this, I did not demand my rights. The food allowed to me as governor for the tribute bondage was heavy upon these people. Oh my God, honestly remember me for good of all I have done for these people. Was that prayer kept? Was he remembered? Yes. We're talking about him. So was he remembered? Mm-hmm. Question. What spurs that to get on? What spurs you to get on? What pushes you to get on? When you're the problem about us is we want to be at the top for the cloud. A famous rapper asked, What is a first class ticket if my home is cut seat? Cut seat. Maybe I fly on first class tickets when my own friends don't even know where to live. They don't have houses, they can't see it. First class ticket. How many times do you act like so what? I bought. Uh, okay. What was my You're not know my So. I bought. Okay, I'm buying. <laughs> let, let me be modest. So I'm buying another TV. And then I, when I was asked your TV, and now because I'm going to go to the bedroom, so God was like, really, really, really. So, so, so I said, I saw, sit and do, and then he asked louder, really. So I'm like, what do you want? I was like, boy, you're not going to control this. You're going to go to the TV. Anyway, so start of the week, this is, these are things that has been that week. Start of the week, I woke up very sick, very sick. <coughs> and then, I had a major assignment in the office. I had one thing to do. Say me, I'm not coming in. But there was no one to do that assignment. I lost my favorite shoe and my favorite shirt this weekend, and there was someone I was supposed to give shoes. How many of us would have used that as an excuse of like, ah, I'm going to go to the party? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, they are my favorite. So, you know, it's, no, you know what I'm, I'm trying to say? Someone has mentioned in the morning, like when the class was starting, say, we are so much obsessed with things that 
maybe even God had not put it put it in our contact list. Unachiki contact report ile things you are supposed to do. God hata kwa make up. Lakini kwa go sasa 2030 like nani nani msema tunaongea jo 2030 hapo. So like a lot of us were obsessed so much with that. So nimekwambia we will always get an excuse on things that don't matter to us. Like I'll give an example. This Arabs or whoever who are hating on the walls, if the walls come up, will, will they be more profitable or less profitable? More. They will be more profitable. Question, if every Kenyan paid tax, what would be our GDP look like? Will be higher. But the problem is we are killing every chance of employment, killing every opportunity for business, making business hard making the life standards even harder how much will we pay as tax maze sai nani mfika bei ya apples so these are the things that i'm trying to say we value so hard things that make us poor Money in your hand is not worth. You are the top of Everest. You're not the highest in the room. Building on top of Everest, now that will be another another achievement. And that's the question I want to bring to us all of us. What are you building so hard that is poisonous, but you don't want to let go? You look around you, everybody doesn't have it. You know deep inside you're not using it, but you still want to hold it. Let me give a challenge. I hope you read. This week go give something that you think you, you might not work with, you might not live with. Go give something that you think you might not live with. Yeah, give it up. <laughs> Give it up. See, it's not a victory series. So, I don't think going to do. Ah, yeah. Hello, what you Go give out something that you think you can't live Go give out. Then, then, let's do this. Let's have a review in four weeks. <clears throat> Let's have a review for it. You'll realize a lot of times the things you hold close to you are the reason why you're not profitable. We love money in our hands. But if we only invested both socially or financially, we'll be way better. If you invested in people, when you miss rent, you have a million of people you will call and they'll pay you rent. But if you hold it in your hands, there are million and one people who you could have bailed out will come and rob that money from you. I'll give an example. <coughs> How many people do you see who are holding offices that you think they never deserved? I ask another question. Do you think Churchill will ever die of poverty? 
Yes. Why? <laughs> the reason is uh, we've been cultured uh, not to honor. Yeah. <laughs> so probably he might. Based on Nehemiah, there's no music text. The problem with us Africans is a proverb my mom always says, Sungura Kizebo is not total. That's a lie. That's not how God works. <clears throat> That's not God, how God works. The problem with us is we give them a look at their help. He's broke. He'll come again. Stop looking at him. Has a child ever become a father to the father? So what happens? Until I'm 80, and I'm in trouble with the first person I call. My 120-year-old dad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what happens. He never expects him to call you on issues investment. No. Him, he expects to call you Nothing more. Christians, things I, I really wanted to do is the brave heart is the one who strips his honor, strips his title, strips his address, and goes to the war zone to take the bullet. Is this the place where I drop a rhyme? <laughs> like what fa my father would do? Mark would have brought you a hip hop song. There's a song by Kendrick Lamar <clears throat> called Money Trees. The, the lyrics go like this He says, Everybody wants to respect the shooter, but the one in front of the gun lives forever. Can I scripturalize that? Everybody on earth wants to have it all. But you know who the world respects? Or who, who lives forever? Don't give it all. The one who gave it all. Yeah, my favorite basketballer, he gave it all to the Lakers. By the time when he was dying, he was asked, are you going to come back and play basketball? He was like, no. I have done it all. All. How many times do you sit down and ask yourself, have I done enough? You're born again. Has your salvation done enough? What if I move me to Matthew? This, I'll, I'll skip the look. I'll read this. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who is a dealer in such fine and precious pearls. Who, on finding a single pearl of great price, went and sold all he had and bought it? What's that thing that you're going to sell your life to get? <clears throat> Let not it be you.
if your heart has been sent to build a wall, <clears throat> build that wall to that standard and you'll be governed. <coughs> Governorship is not built from vote. No. Do you know any congressmen in, in the US? Apart from the presidents. Which other do you know? Okay. Well, okay, which other American do you know? Exactly. You only understand the people who give all out there, not the ones with the votes. It's the one who wins the heart. Go out there, win the heart of someone. Stop praying that I don't have friends, I'm lonely, I'm single. You're never too small to bail out, you're never too small to help. Sell it. It's your power. And everybody has a power. Everybody. Everybody has a value. What's that value? Is it just being there? Be there. That's all. Maswa? Thank you so much. No.